this is Doug Beecham. Thank you for joining me. Uh, for the last couple of podcasts, we've been talking about preaching and about the content of the preaching, about the gospel of the kingdom of God. Uh, I ended last, uh, the last session talking about how in the New Testament, uh, the language of the kingdom of God, the preaching of the message of Jesus, that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the Almighty One. Uh, that, that this stood in sharp contrast to, to the language of, of the Roman Empire. And it, uh, it put early Christians in a very uh, tenuous position vis-a-vis the empire. Uh, because uh, if you go to the empire and you announce that it doesn't have the last word over your life, that Caesar really is not the Lord, that the good news is not in Caesar, but the good news is in another king, uh, that, that becomes grounds for being perceived as a traitor uh, to the empire. And, and uh, that pattern, that, that reality uh, continues to this day. Uh, it's important for us to understand this, that as the body of Christ, the church in the world, uh, yes, we pray for those uh, who are in uh, who are in civic leadership over us. The Bible is very clear about that. And yes, we obey the righteous laws that are given to us. And we do that as an example. Peter says we do that so that there will be a sense of peace and we can carry on the mission that God's called us to do. But when, when, when the spirit of this age is unrighteous and ungodly, we have a responsibility uh, to remember the kingdom to which we belong. And it's a kingdom of God's righteousness, of God's truth. And it's not just simply about in the sweet by and by. It's about the reality of God's grace and God's mercy and God's truth, God's righteousness being lived out as a blessing to the world and a challenge to the world in which we live. Years ago, I ran across a little book called Dying We Live. Uh, actually, I found it when I was a student in seminary in the 1970s. It was a collection of articles, uh, testimonies from letters of followers of Jesus who had uh, been arrested uh, in the 1930s and in the 1940s in Hitler's uh, National Socialism, Nazism. And they were arrested for the most part because they, uh, they refused to bow down to the dominant spirit the dominant political spirit of their age. All of those letters are very moving because those are letters that were written to, uh, to spouses and to friends by people who knew they were going to die at the hands of, uh, of Hitler's Third Reich. One of those is about a man named uh, Helmut, von, uh, uh, Helmut the James, Count von Mulkey. Uh He... He was a, a man who, uh, as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, understood the wickedness of, of, the, uh, of, of the empire in which he was living and all the corruption that was occurring in Hitler's Germany. He was arrested, and in 1945, he was called to appear before uh, one of the courts, a very notorious court, that had been set up by, uh, by Germany at that time. It was called a people's court, by the way. And it was, the judge was a man named Roland Freisler. And Freisler 
was known to be so supportive of the uh, of the Third Reich that anyone who contested the ideology and the spirit of that Reich was was guilty of crimes against the empire. And uh, there's this description that goes on in a letter that um, Helmut James wrote back to his family. He says that as, uh, as he would defend himself and his stance as a follower of Jesus before the court, he wrote that in one of his tirades, Freisler said to me, we in Christianity resemble each other in only one respect. We claim the whole man. What a what a what a powerful analysis actually by by this corrupt, ungodly judge, because he has accurately identified the gospel of the kingdom of God in Jesus Christ. It does claim the whole person. But the empire in that day was also trying to claim the whole man. He goes on and writes, uh, he tells some more of what uh, of, of what Freisler had said to him. He, he says, from whom do you take your orders? From the world beyond or from Adolf Hitler? To whom do you owe loyalty and faith? Uh, James continued to say, he said, all of these were rhetorical questions. He wrote, he said, we were talking to each other in a vacuum, so to speak. And then he goes back and, and as he continues this letter, and he says this one thing. He says, the decisive pronouncement in that trial was these words from, from Freisler. Count Moltke, Christianity, and we National Socialists have one thing in common and one thing only. We claim the whole man. And then I love how Helmut James wrote this. Did he realize what he was saying? Just think how wondrously God prepared this unworthy vessel of his. That uh, he's talking about how, uh, how, how God had, had implanted within him this, this uh, capacity to discern the difference between the claim of, of an ungodly empire and the claim of God's empire, God's kingdom upon his life. This is really important for us because it means that, that you and I, when we preach, we're preaching another king, we're preaching another kingdom. And our allegiance is to that king and to his kingdom. That's why in some ways you and I uh, should not be surprised that we would be perceived as threats to the spirit of the age. Jesus even told us about this in, in the Gospel of John. He tells his disciples, if the world hated him, why should we be surprised that the world hates us? And there are positions that we take based on the word of God where the world does hate us. And we see that happening even within our own country today. And there are Christians around the world who are being martyred, who are being killed because they will not conform to the spirit of the age. Well, it's important that you and I recognize this truth before we begin to talk more about other aspects of preaching 
Because at the end of the day, preaching's not about us. It's not even about our style. It's not about whether somebody likes our preaching. It, 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 it's it's got really got very little to do with that. It, the preaching is a content that's been given to us by the Holy Spirit, revealing the truth of God's Word, all centered around the kingdom of God and the, the message of salvation and life, not just for us, but for the whole world that's found in Jesus Christ. That's why we're empowered to preach. That's why. That's why we pray. That's why we prepare. That's why we study. All these things we'll get to in the next uh, in the next couple of uh, uh, of podcasts. But we do all of this because our preaching is not about us. It's about the King, Jesus. Thanks for listening. God bless you.